and Harriet Dyer, comedians and friends of each other, try different self-improvement, fads, lifestyles, trends, lotions and potions to maybe make us a bit less insane. Oh, that was good, that one. Nice. Action. Action. So we were just uh-huh. saying there, yes. well, I had a core memory, didn't I, when, um, when I was younger, I was at school and um, two lads got in a fight this is only in primary school. Mm-hmm. The one was wearing their football boots home. So it was like metal studs on the pavement. And the other one was trying to think of an insult. Only about nine or ten and you went, yeah, man, tippy-tappy feet. <laughs> and I had to run with the other one going, tippy-tappy feet, do you want to bet? And then they started fighting. Tippy-tappy Quite the insult. Um, do you, you love eBay, don't you? Yes. Yeah. What of it? Well, nothing of it. Got another dry patch of skin there. Oh dear. Oh, this is not good. Um, I have it on my forehead, and my partner calls it my rhino hide. Your rhino hide. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go to the doctor getting dry patches. Anyway, right. Um, leprosy. Not leprosy. Just dry patches Isn't that I'm that not thing impressed that people with. People still have. Do they? I don't think so. There used to be an island for the lepers, wasn't there? Mm. Yeah, there was. A, there I'd was love a to blue- hang out with them. I don't think they need to be on a separate island. I think it's because it's contagious, is it? Well, potato, potato. Well, I tell you what is it. I have seen it on. It was a Blue Peter appeal about when more younger. Before or after Tracy Island, you always they were always trying to get you to make Tracy Island. Ah, uh, yeah, they were trying to do a lot of things on there that I didn't bother with. No, no. I did do a bring and buy sale once at was school. That was exciting. eBay is fantastic. Yeah, well, back to bring and buy sales. The modern bring and buy sale is eBay. You name it, I've got it. It's eBay. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually their new market. <laughs> so you good do for everything shoes. via eBay, yeah. don't you? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't trust it because I, I just... Too many variables. However, I tell you what was bloody brilliant that time them when I got their walking boots. boots regattas. Brand spanking new in the box. Woman had never worn them. She must have had a hanger and a go hiker and then give up on her dreams. And literally, <laughs> had never even been worn. £15 regattas. They must have been that's typic- 60 quid on the shelf, I imagine. Typical eBay life, that is. But that's rare that that would have It's never happened and again. And I must say, I have... I think I've told you... I don't think I've said this on the podcast, but I have actually had to um, fl- f- release myself from the eBay grasp a little bit because uh, I did tell you about trying to get a bloody shirt for this wedding and I three shirts got lost Oh, but the eBay lost three of my shirts. I just won't bother with it because I think things like that happen to all too often. It's the new. It's since they've they've changed to every the delivery people. What has changed to, from every? Um, what was it? Was it DPD? Was it? Was it Hermes? Hermes. Was it DP? I don't know actually, but 
Oh, well, so I had to go ASOS in the end. But then um, they, then I had to fight my life when I looked at the email and it said you every delivery driver, I said, you're bloody kidding me. I've tried to avoid them by going, mm. but with ASOS, <laughs> it's right <of> my life. <laughs> it's, uh, but it's recorded. <laughs> so it's less sort of throwing an alleyway up the sausage. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, less of a stab in the dark. Yeah, that was pissing myself laughing the other day because they delivered something in the box, and then they put the box in like your passageway, and then they go, um, just sit wait there and take a picture, and you can just see like my toes, like <laughs> with my nail varnish, like in these like ridiculous like slippers that are like peep toes, but they say "Welcome to Hell" and the devil's face. <laughs> We're in a very gothy house in that respect because we're big horror fans, being my girlfriends, you know. So we've got a lot of horror memorabilia and all that. <clears throat> yeah, my partner said to me the other day, "What did you what what horror films were you watching before we met?" And I was like, "Well, I never watched horrors before. So I only watch horrors because of him." Mm. Oh, I bloody love them. I've wrote one. Mm. I did watch that one that you uh, I've watched it now The Dead of the Hell and the Rise The Rise of the Fall of the Dead and the Army The Army of the Dead High Rise I haven't watched it Rise of the Dead Evil Dead I've watched it I haven't bloody seen it yet Oh well if you're a true horror fan like me I've been busy Harriet Well not me I'm a lazy cunt Yeah (laughs) Me and Heather got a cleaner which is uh, terribly Tory that that's not not my style at all but we were just I mean not like a maid who lives in <laughs> in the spare room like it just like 15 pound an hour which I think's had it's just because it was just getting out of control the house mm. so we just got someone to clean it and then um it's much better are you finding now though that you're more tidy because you don't want the cleaner to think you're messy yeah, Heather cleaned the house more than would ever would have cleaned it if no one was coming to spruce it up for an hour. <laughs> I haven't been home since they had the... Because we've never had a clean... Like, from very poor background. Well, not so much her, but me. So we've never had, like, a cleaner or anything. And then I just don't know. I, people, like, rounding your things and that. And then... And then... Um, and then the day I got up and I wanted Heather's sex toys was just strewn around <laughs> on the desk and I... And also, but that desk had been rearranged by the cleaner. It was such an obnoxious sex toy as well. <laughs> and then I messaged Heather and I was like, did you just did you just leave that there? And the big, big thing of lube. And she said no. But I think she did. Because it was exactly where it was before the woman so came the in and cleaned, just cleaned and, around it. But the cleaner isn't supposed to be rifling through, through your drawers. It wasn't there to be rifled. It was right in plain sight, hiding <laughs> in plain sight. Yeah, but Heather is saying that it wasn't She's, there. But, but I don't believe her because she would have had to put it away then put it exactly in that sort of odd location where yeah, it was yeah. before I left for me gigs. She's left that there, she has. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know when you've been in the house all day and you can't really see... You can't see your things anymore. Like, literally, you, yeah. like, you just can't... Because you look at them every day so you can't really see your own things. Like, because I can put something down, I'm like, where is that? And it's there, and it's like, oh, because I can't see me things. I just don't think she can see that thing. Do you know, um, when I we went to view the, the flat that was, um, uh, it was in Strange Ways Prison, and, and uh, <laughs> it, 
that wasn't that wasn't flat view and Harry. That well, was not in the time. no, it was the, like the flat was near. And I don't think imagine if you'd be in a prison, you just sort of read on the trauma as like it was just another search for a different kind of flat. <laughs> <laughs> but the guy, I can't remember if I the estate agent. I can't remember if I met him at a gig or he came to a gig after I got the house from him. Very odd. Mm. But anyway, and uh, so viewed this flat. There's just bongs everywhere. Mm. So I was just walking around these, these people flat, load of bongs, and then the estate agent was telling me that they needed a letter from a doctor mm. to for the previous the previous couple that lived there. Mm-hmm. So guess what they did? What? They bloody give the letter from the doc to the doctor, but the doctor was, in the letter was saying she had chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, that's so chaotic. So they gave the <laughs> that's so funny. I think I've done something similar like that before. <laughs> Not, I think it was like, a, a, it was the only letter I had to say where the address I was at, but I think it was like, um, Louise is coming in for her mental health intervention. <laughs> she used that letter. <laughs> yeah, I've, had, I've definitely done something like that before. That's mad, that. Mm. I've done a few embarrassing like, things like that. There's that thing, isn't it, that when people break up, they... Um... I'd be interested to hear what that sounds like when I on the podcast. <laughs> In my head, it sounds like an actual beatbox. Oh, my up. God. I this is like the does... kids, they is do it... that, and they'll start... Yeah. Oh, we'll see what happens with that. <laughs> I imagine that'll be the new Eurovision entry next year. Oh dear! We by the phone. I enjoyed Eurovision, but she... I was only watching it on the telly. Even though I live in Liverpool now, I wasn't home for it. Well, my lovely um, friends, they did. Uh, they uh, they did a, a night where they all had Muller fruit corners in the celebration That's for really May funny. Muller. Yeah. Is it Lou and Mel? No, no. Mm. I wonder if Lou and Mel like Eurovision. Yeah. Well, it's a gay, very gay thing, isn't it? It is, is a very gay thing. Fair to say. Oh, it's very fair to say, but I would say that lesbians sometimes be, are interested in different things than gay pe- men. But it's traditionally. But um, I will. I was talking to Tom Allen about this. Pick that name up. I'm doing to her support. <laughs> and um, I did. Uh, I did say to him that I feel sometimes like, like, like I'm a camp dyke. I was like, I said dyke. I said like butch camp. No, I'm not butch, but I'm quite camp for a lesbian. Camp for a lesbian. Sometimes. Well, you're in the arts. I love things like Eurovision, and my favourite film is Muriel's Wedding. I love Muriel's Wedding. It's my favourite film of all time. I think I'm gonna, um, I think I'm gonna have a film strip on my arm of Muriel's Wedding tattooed. I want to get loads of tattoos. I've decided. Uh-huh. I don't know why I never used to. I always thought that well, when I get me part and Pirates of the Caribbean, which I thought was gonna happen, <laughs> I'll um, maybe it'll get in the way. I've got loads of tattoos, but I don't think I'm gonna get that part now. So I'm just going to forge on with the tattoos that I've been planning on for years. It's, they're very expensive though, aren't they? Yeah. That's always what stopped me, I think. They are expensive, yeah. Because if you want to get a sleeve, you, there's thousands. Thousands, I know. It's lots of money. I would like to give Eurovision my full attention next year. I wish I'd gotten into... Should we have a part, Eurovision party next year? I'm down for that. Yeah, that sounds weaker because me and Heather will anyway. But I'm a bit annoyed. Eurovision party. I feel like the the chance, like we're, we're never gonna get the chance for second again. Like Sam Ryder, isn't it mad though? You can never call it. Like I thought when Bonnie Tyler was our representing us a couple of years ago, I thought bloody hell, we're bringing it back, yeah. bringing home the bacon with her because she's such a classic. So exciting, is it? I think so. I was excited this year. <laughs> because it needs to be someone good. Because I, I think that's how the... Sweden won it, because they put a genuinely good sort. Like, but the Sweden won it. 
it with that artist in 2000 yeah, and... no. Is that the rules? Well, I think they'd really pulled the stops out Sweden because they wanted it to come back to Sweden next year because it'll be the 50th anniversary since ABBA won or something like... Oh, so it was all stitched up. Uh, they've, they've definitely... They've clearly Because that song and that's it, she just looked like an actual professional art... Like, not that they're all professional... Well, yeah, because she won it. Yeah, but she already. looked different. She looked like... Artistically, she was like better than everyone. It was better. It was uh. just a better performance, and the song could be a hit in its own right. It wasn't a like, oh, that's a hit for a Eurovision song. That would just be like something that would be on the radio all the time. So I think that they've just Sweden's put everything into that one so they get it back for the next year. What do you think we need to bring it back? I think we need me and you. What? Uh, maybe boxing and what? you rapping. I, I said what I said. <laughs> I don't think we should have. I'd <laughs> be like, um, I'm sure we used to say this on the stage maybe at one point, but there, there was used to be, uh, well, there was two in my lifetime could... that I know of, two Cornish rappers that you'd be, I'd be at a house party or something and mm. then there's only, it'd be like three in the morning and you'd hear... I'd be like, oh, here he fucking goes again. There'd be someone going, yeah. here, mate, check, one, two, one, two. Mate, check, because like, it That's doesn't... Funny. It doesn't... It flow the same way with a Cornish lilt. No. Mm. Yeah, 100%. But um, you know something? Do I? Me and Muller. Yes. Did you see her performance? Bless no. her. I've, I've heard it on the radio. It sounds good on the radio, in my opinion. It oh, was it wasn't not good? as good live, but... She had a lot of pressure on her shoulders, bless her. She seemed to do well. People were livid because she did... She furious at her. Because she tweeted that she hates Britain. So people <laughs> was, were livid that she was representing. I like her now. <laughs> That's the kind of cynicism I enjoy. She, I don't know, like, she just seemed like everyone else thought... She looks a bit like a cake when I was watching her performance. She was a very good singer, obviously, but I don't know just what they had... The clothes they put her in and stuff, she just looked like a... Sort of an estate agent from, like, Essex who'd, like, gone rogue. <laughs> yeah. She looks just a very professionally, I don't know, like from Loughton or like some kind of oh, Essexy no. like uh, recruitment agency. And she's just kind of. I wonder who caught who because she would have had loads of people to sort all that sort of stuff out. Yeah, but you know everything in the hullabaloo of Eurovision, you can things can let slip. I know my thousands of years working. <laughs> Yeah, you need someone that's like their own thing. Like that Sam Ryder is um there's no one like him. Yeah. Whereas she's just Tenny Penny. Tenny Penny but and also he had that he had something Eurovision y about him, didn't he? I think he has something very Christian about him. Is is sort of Jesus like his beard and that. But Jesus wasn't white. No. So he actually looks quite Scandinavian sort of thing, he doesn't need sort of, maybe that's oh, maybe yeah. why he sort of appealed to the Scandies. Ah, so that's what we need. <laughs> Just blonde hair, blue-eyed people. And, yeah. um, but it's a trick people into thinking that it's Scandinavia when, in fact, it's the UK. Yeah, I don't think so. That's like, I've just... I I think, like, because I, it's like Europe's a, a plethora of different complexions, isn't it? <laughs> so what are we doing this week, Louise? This week, I wanted to... Do you know what? I perked right up, actually. I have not. Mm. Well, <laughs> not to worry, because... Perfect then, because you know what this is going to be. I would like to talk about is into what was going to make us feel better. <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. Is have you welcomed Jesus Christ into your life? Not really. I, I am what, about I'm, to. No, <laughs> is that a threat? Yes. Um, <clears throat> what I was going to talk about is gratitude. Holy! It's a conceptual <laughs> one, not one we're going to drink. So we can't drink gratitude, obviously. Oh, it's a matter of opinion. 
So I've been looking into gratitude. Oh, right. Righty then. And the thing with gratitude is, people really do say it can just. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking into gratitude. I must have been poisoned with arsenic this morning. <laughs> um, people can love gratitude because they say that uh, if you start, no, I don't just be like, oh, I feel grateful, and then moving on. Like really adopt, approaching it as a way of life to be gra- to be grateful all the time, to have to 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 jubilate and what's around you and savor all the lovely things like jubilate. Yeah, and and like because then you're not focusing on problems constantly, and you're actually focusing on what's making like all the lovely things around you that you can be so grateful for and that you might be taken for granted and. And that just leads to more lovely things happening because you're in that positive zone of like, we were saying a few weeks ago, like, love, not a love attraction, I don't know if it's that, but like, if you're in a positive mood, like, it just attracts positivity, it seems to, isn't it? So, 100%. people, there's a lot of actually research into gratitude as a practice, right? And there's lots and lots of beneficial effects to it that even some of them, going as far to say, it boosts your immune system and lowers the rate of heart disease to practice gratitude every day, like, Thinking about what you're grateful for, writing down gratitudes, maybe like ten every day. Um, Is your top supposed to be like the Northern Lights? Me top. It looks like the Northern Lights. Aurora Bellialis. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you call it. It is. <laughs> looks great. Does it? Yeah. Have you ever seen the Northern Lights? No, I'd love to one day. You go, yeah, I would, but you can't just plan it like that because you have to be in the right place, right time, yeah. don't you? And you can't just go there and rock up. Mm. Sorry, Louise, carry on. No, that's well. That would be, yeah, I'm grateful for this top that's made you feel happy. <laughs> Didn't say it, but made me happy. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> do you think you are a gracious, uh, grat- um, thankful person? Who, me? Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Do you think I am? Yeah, I, I do think you are. Just when we went, the other week when we went down that M6 toll road and was splashed out <laughs> we like buzzed off that and we really loved it the open road and that that uh the barriers yeah. multiple barriers were faced and um i think a grateful person wouldn't really enjoy that the way that we did you know on friends there's a scene is it alec baldwin um he was on that episode of friends where he's like super grateful for everything but it pisses them all off oh, remember yeah. where he's like oh my god it's great to be here isn't the food amazing? Isn't the drinks amazing? <laughs> Aren't you all lovely who's here? Oh, you're just being typical Chandler. Like, you, like <laughs> I think that's the way everyone should be. That would really grind you down. No, it wouldn't at all. What, if someone was like that all the time? Well, no, just me. I never asked around you and me. <laughs> what, if you were like that all the time? <laughs> yeah, that, no one else, just me. No, I'm only kidding. I would like it if everyone was like that all the time. Oh, no. Like, I would like that. Would you not? No, I would not. I do enjoy... I quite enjoy life, but I don't think I... Jubilate, in that sense. Uh, yeah, I don't jubilate as much as I should, because I do think I am 100%. very lucky We're in so life. We're so lucky. Mm-hmm. And not even before you get into it, or you're getting to do the stuff that you love for a living, like, just getting into a warm bed and... Yeah. With people in your house that love you and... Do you know what I mean? Well, at least half of the people yeah, in my house love me. A person who loves me and four cats who slowly <laughs> resent us and shit on us. But apart from that, no, I think they love us as well. But yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just let, and then food, and we've got food when we need it, and just taking a minute, it'd be like, God, fucking hell, because things could just go so wrong. <laughs> yeah. So I'm totally, I'm feeling grateful. But we don't live in a very grateful society because society doesn't want you to be grateful because if you're 
if I'm grateful, I'm not striving. I'm not trying to get that promotion. I'm not trying to buy that more expensive car. I'm not adding in to paying to buy and stuff. I'm not keeping the cogs moving if I'm just grateful. So that's why we're not encouraged to be grateful because people just want to keep buying more shit. Aye. Aye, Captain. <laughs> also, as I was researching being grateful, right? Yes. Is it Tony Robbins, that oh, motivational yeah. speaker? He... Talks a lot about gratitude. Is he like a silly, a silly person, is he? I don't think he is, but I find him very silly. Do you find him silly, Cameron? Well, he's just so American, isn't he? Is my, he my friend super Kelly, American? who you met the other night, she's been to his seminars. Yeah, did yeah. You, oh. Did she yeah. feel motivated? I think she did, actually. She really seems motivated. She's a motivated lady, yeah. They yeah. definitely work. But what I find crazy is all those events, because they're like those... so much money. Those yeah. workshop seminars. Yeah. It's a whole subculture, isn't it? Yeah. I think there's people who just don't even do anything with their lives but go to those motivational seminars. Because I think that's and then the never base become motivated. of you've got to go and then to actually do anything, you've got to then pay more, isn't it? I yeah. Like, not for me, I don't think. Well, you've got a lot of self-discipline, though, so you're probably not the prime candidate. Some people I definitely got... don't. I think you do, Harry. You've got, you've got more self-discipline than me, and I think I'm really self-disciplined. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you're quite good at just do thinking of something and doing it, whereas I'll dithy and daddy. <laughs> not learn how to say words properly. My partner started calling my boobs uh, Virgil and Dante. <laughs> what those writers? So I don't know where he's got them Dan from. Is he said he's in a he's in a computer game and he has to look after characters called that, so he feels like he wants to look after my boobs. God, Harriet. <laughs> Isn't that lovely? In a, in a way. Um, <laughs> Virgil and Dante. Didn't you tell me that your boyfriend, who is a grown man, keeps crushing you with his bum? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you want to tell everyone about yeah, that? Yeah, in the Are no- you grateful for that? Yes, very. Mm. So he is so funny. So we'll be chatting and then he'll go, uh, and then he'll just try and he'll go... Stop it or I'll bum crush you. <laughs> and then he... So say this is the bed. So then he'll go <laughs> up with his bum and then launch it at me. And then I'll be like... Yeah? That's so sweet. Is it? Did he bum crush you after the drive back from London? You said that he might. <laughs> he said that it doesn't matter if it's three o'clock in the morning I'll still bum crush you. <laughs> Yeah, no, he didn't. He was dead to the world because it, <laughs> it was five past four in the morning. Yeah, God, that was a very late drive. Yeah. This driving does not... Anyway, we can't keep talking. But comedians <laughs> who talk about driving at the the trope. Um, you mentioned Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. Well, I was looking because he's massive into gratitude. I think a lot of successful people do practice a lot of gratitude. I think it's what makes your cookies crumble. So he said... <laughs> uh, when I was looking at Tony Robbins, when I was looking at him... Uh, he ate a lot of fish to the point he got mercury poisoning. Oh, what? Yeah, and I just thought that was a myth because remember someone saying, you've got to be careful eating all fish because um, I remember once I said to me, mum, she'll give us some tuna and I went, I went, oh, mum, I'm you can. I went, because I learned it in school. I went, mum, tuna can, tuna, if you have too much of it, can make you infertile. And she just went, just get it down, Ian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they tried to send us away. Anyway, um, so, but yeah, like, do you know... Um, I could imagine your mum shoving your, the tuna, but you could say you eat a whole can and then <laughs> like you like a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. We'll do something like that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, right. But if you have too much fish, it can give you mercury poisoning. 
And and I never knew anyone who did. I thought it was just a myth. And then Tony Robbins got mercury poisoning because he went vegan but only had fish or maybe veggie only had fish like me. I hammer fish all the time. Like I get it from a jog and have a tin of tuna because I just like my protein to repair my muscles. But I'm gonna end up. Well, I bet he wasn't thankful for that. <laughs> no. <laughs> and yesterday I had a stingray. <laughs> and, uh, what? Yeah. Oh, I got took out for oh. this fish restaurant, and I had I'm sure all different types of fish, but I had a stingray wing, which I don't know how. I... Wing. A wing of a ray. Must be it's rare. A ray, a ray wing. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I feel conflicted because I'm a vegetarian now, but I ate it, so I have to take responsibility for that. I mean, I ate it in a restaurant and just jump into the marina. <laughs> it's um, a sea life centre. <laughs> sea life centre, Dorset. <laughs> I went so, wrong. At the wedding, there was a girl that's a vegetarian, but ate a bloody bit of pork belly on the bloody... Oh. Well, it's very tempting. There's a crackling in that, but... Oh, yeah. um, but, you know, yeah, so... With all so, my fishy endeavours, I had to have looked. This one got all paranoid this morning. There's apparently there's a chart of fishiness that'll get you into danger. He must have been like, literally swallowing swordfish and shark because wow. those are the bad ones that you can get you make you poisoning. But even like tuna, I don't have it for more than a few times a week apparently. Salmon's quite low, I think. I'm I love shellfish, shrimps, prawns. But they're dead low, so that, I think that's all I right. I love prawns. Yeah, you so gotta be you careful with certain platter? fish. No, I didn't have a seafood platter, but I had. Oh, it was so nice. I've forgotten what I had now, but it was lovely. Anchovies and... I don't think I've ever had anchovies. They're just like a salty kind of small... No, I know what they are, but yeah. I've just never had them. <laughs> mm, I enjoyed them. And then there was these kind of like... On the menu, it was... um, It was pick, it was tins of fish. So it was like a... It was almost like the restaurant had done like a sort of a play on the fact that, you know, you sort of think that tinned fish is going to be like some kind of wartime thing, but obviously it was like gourmet. It was meant to be gourmet and it was lovely, but one of them just tasted like a Campbell's meatball. <laughs> So, what? yeah, and then someone agreed that it did, but each to their own. And then um, and then I had that rear wing. And what does that taste like? It was really nice. What did it taste like? It was like, sort of a meatier fish, and it was in um, a very nice taste, but I think a lot of it was down to the garlic parsley butter it was in. Mm, I love garlic parsley butter. Yeah. I might buy some just to put on everything. Well, I was thought about that. I don't need to, like, sort of slaughter a stingray to be... No, no. Oh, oh, God. What would I put just it on? Bad, but then at the same time, I walk past steaks and just want them all the time. I love steak. It's the best. Mm. I do miss it a lot. I had a brisket of beef Did at you? the wedding, yeah. What was the veggie option at the wedding? A pie. What kind of pie? Vegetable pie? It was mainly sweet potato. I thought that's a mad thing in a pie to then have double Cause, carb because they've had they were with mash as well. Triple so carb mash within pastry with a side of mash. But it did, I, I maybe perhaps wish that I did have the pie rather than the brisket of beef. Because I know someone that when they go out for dinner, that's how they, they'll always order a brisket of beef and that's how they speak. What are you doing at McDonald's? No, in a place that has brisket of beef. Mm, that's what you think. <laughs> makes me better, makes me better. I'm a better yet. Hi there guys if you are enjoying this episode of mine and Hazard's podcast thank you for enjoying it and you know what would really help with if you go now go now please on whichever platform you're on and give her like a little like or a follow or a review or a little cheeky five stars that it would just mean everything to her and help her no end 
Good day. Right, I'd like you to tell us three things that you're grateful for. Don't overthink it, don't try and be funny. Just tell us three things that you're grateful for. Go. I am grateful for my partner. Yeah. I'm grateful for comedy. Yeah. And I'm grateful <laughs> for you. Oh, Harriet. <laughs> now, don't you feel good? <laughs> this is like an intervention. I'm telling you what I'm grateful for. Okay. I'm grateful for... Some probably similar things to you. But don't feel like you now have no, to say me you. because of your, what I've said. Well, I am grateful for my partner. I'm not going to say, well, I suppose they are obvious. Do we not count them? Well, you can do what you like. I suppose I'm grateful for, well, I am grateful for my partner. I'm grateful for laughter. I can see with that. And I'm grateful, <laughs> you've got that tattooed on you. And I'm grateful, well, I'm grateful for laughter, just the word laughter. I'm grateful for soft tracksuit bottoms. Oh. Because I don't like anything, oh, I get so agitated with things touching my legs in my undercarriage. And when I'm walking around town with no knickers on, <laughs> obviously pat their trousers over me no knickers, <laughs> um, and just <laughs> feeling the breeze, and just nothing constricting my legs or vagina, I I'm grateful. If you're in your house yeah, and you can, can, can you nothing. see, if someone can see, if someone's outside at window height, can they look in? <laughs> if the window, but your light would have to be on for that to happen. How do you mean? Top well, window, bottom window? My top, my bedroom window, there was a man. Basically, I thought I had an ingrown hair on my fanny. <laughs> this happened today. Oh, dear. And I'm there with the tweezers. Mm. And then suddenly, I'm like, fuck it out. So, man mm. has gone and put the, like, next door but one has gone and he's got a ladder on it against his shed. <laughs> fucking jet washing his, his shed roof. Oh. And, he's like, and then he looked <laughs> in the window for, I'd say, for good four seconds. So, I'm like... Is he looking in? But I'm completely legs akimbo, like the Kappa logo. <laughs> of the Kappa logo. She hasn't got a legs akimbo to two women sitting like this, isn't it? Potato, potato. So could he... Could he... <laughs> the Kappa logo's not a woman's sack. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is because boys used to do that, cover it up at school and then go, oh, so it's one lady. But did you know, uh, like, because when, when you do a school play... You go, I remember they'd always say, they'd go, remember, if you can see the audience, they can see you. So they're always thinking, if I could see him, can he see me? But I always thought... What? If you can see the audience, they can see him, but that's the whole point of a play? No, I mean, if you're behind the wings and then oh, you're right. peeping. Yeah, not always true. But that's what someone would say, because I just walk around with my backs out and then... Like, Harriet, but I thought it's only the case if the, if the window, if the light's on... And it's dark. I always think that, but you just never know. But once I saw, once I was walking around naked in my room, and uh, it was like a residential street, but there was a bus diversion that day <laughs> <laughs> down that street. I didn't realise it. I just just double decker and people just diversing to mop down. Like a row, like heads just turn, like, sort of drab, sad faces on this bus just going past me. <laughs> yeah, I give them, give them something to cry about that day. <laughs> So what's number three? That was three soft tracksuit bottoms on my legs so I don't feel constricted. My partner two. and you. Mm. And laughter. That was four. I love laughter. <sighs> Next, even in the darkest hour you can have a laugh, can't you? Mm. Aye. <laughs> Aye. <laughs> so what are you so do you do this every day? No, I'm going to start, though. I'm going to start being more grateful. I think it's just going to have to be the case. But then we can't really report 
on the outcome when we haven't done it yet. We do this quite often. We don't. Well, we should be. St- we should be be more th- strategic about how we're setting things up so we practice them for a little while. Shall I write this down? Gratitude. Gratitude. What would you give it? I would give it. Oh, I've bloody smudged my kombucha. Well, we haven't really tried it yet, have we? No. So what should we give it a mark next week? After we've tried it for a week. Oh, well, I don't think people... I think people won't know whether they're coming or going with this sort of open-endedness. <laughs> do, they not, do they need clarification oh, now? no, we'll do it. As long as we remember... I'll write it. Yeah, that's why we've got this... We've got a whiteboard, so that's why we've got the whiteboard to remember. Um, back to me. On gratitude. And then every day write down three things that you're grateful for. But I think because in life, you just focus... Like, everyone focuses on what's the next problem, what's the next problem, what's the next problem, and... How do you spell gratitude? Gratit. Is it... Chewed, gratitude, one T. No, two. Gr- yeah, one T. Like, but there is two all together in the word. Is that right? It interrupts. I think that search for a problem all the time, which I'm having a massive problem with. Yeah. Just found a problem. Found a hero. And when I'm stopped searching for problems, which I'm having a problem with, and then oh. found a problem. Well, I'm just grateful. Let me tell you some of the benefits of gratitude. Me and Emma this morning were grateful to come here. Oh, this afternoon. Well, you don't look, and now you both look sick of your lives. Really? <laughs> I think you're just tired of mine and Harriet's endeavours. Um, but you're grateful, really. Oh, we always say that when we're coming here, yeah. We go, what a life this is. We get to just go to oh. go to Harriet's place and, and film a podcast. It's lovely. Oh, where everybody knows. That's really made us want to give it a bigger score now. Yeah, I'm <laughs> gonna, I'm gonna give it. But we are scoring it next week. Okay. But let me tell you something. Gratitude will Talk change your brain. It'll change your brain. Mental health professionals have actually said, oh, I don't want to give now to a charity. What? Oh, that wasn't very nice of us. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> well, it's trying to make us be a charity, give to a charity because I'm reading this. Sorry, I do often give to charity when I'm feeling <laughs> extra grateful. <laughs> well, it's just going to help you with depression and it's going to help you with your immune system and it's just going to... It's just going to make you focus on the cup half full, isn't it? On the cup half full? <laughs> what did you say? Cup half full. The cup half full. The cup half full. It helps you appreciate what you've got in the moment, doesn't it? Rather than yes. losing what you have and mm. then going, oh. I'm and when you only realise when you've lost it, exactly. Yeah. It gratitude unshackles us from toxic emotions. Gratitude helps even if you don't share it. I don't know what it means by that. Gratitude benefits. Just if you don't tell everyone about your gratitude. Yeah. Has lasting effects on the brain. They put people through an MRI scanner. What? um, Yeah. So people who feel grateful regularly, their brain activity was very distinct from people whose brain activity revolves around um, guilt. I think this with life goals as well. No, I'm sorry, I've completely misquoted that study. Sorry. People who give out to charity out of guilt. Just forget what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I, I've, not, I've not read that thoroughly or understood what's going on. And then it's... So, <laughs> but I feel grateful that I can read. But you didn't... But it's well, a, I didn't read well, but I can't read. But you read. didn't give to literate. charity. It tried to, to make you give to charity. And I didn't, so obviously I'm not... You know, my brain activity is... In the gutter. <laughs> but I will try and resolve that. And anyways, that's like sort you know of... once I was looking for a job and it said, I was staring at it for ages and it was like, 
you must be illiterate for this job. And I was like, why the hell do they want someone illiterate? And then I realised it was saying IT literate. <laughs> but I didn't go for it because... Because of that. Because of that, I didn't just stop being literate. <laughs> I've got a list of things to be thankful for, and the sixth one is Netflix. <laughs> yeah. You... There's more than that. that well, why not? The, you're grateful for arts. <gasps> Succession, I haven't even seen it but for a week or two. That must mean I've got episodes to watch tonight. Uh, grateful. Yeah, grateful, grateful. Yes, I think I, I think I will do a little. I want to do a little bit of work tonight. I think about like career goals oh, and stuff. I think so a lot of people just move the goalposts, and I hope that when I achieve stuff that I want to achieve, I will then be thankful rather than thinking, "Oh, what's next?" Yeah, I don't think anyone ever does that ever. What? Well, have you ever done that? When's the last time you felt grateful for an achievement? <gasps> Only it was either today or yesterday. I felt oh, great. Really? Yeah. What did oh, you really? feel? I was. I thought. God, I wouldn't have lots of things that have happened in my career wouldn't have happened if I hadn't have got that Russell Howard thing. Really? Yeah. So you felt grateful for that? Yeah. I felt grateful just driving down to London the other week with you because I felt like, I mean, I know like it was just like a nice little excursion, but it felt like right. I'm an adult and me my job is entailing that I've got I could just go on a nice drive and go to London and perform. And when I was a student in London, I would have really wouldn't have like believed that I'd just be in a car going to a show in the theatre and performing there. Or just I'm parking just outside that the was venue. Me. That was quite amazing. And yeah, I just <laughs> what a tree, that yeah. was really good. I couldn't quite believe it because I mean for London as well. Yeah. And you just pulled up and and then there was park outside and then was and popped out. Yeah. In London. <laughs> Can't even do that in Liverpool. <laughs> Fabulous. There was a there was a man um pool Quayside, the way I was having all that fish, right? Mm. At the fish. Oh, in Cornwall. It's Dorset, I think. Wow. And um, everyone's having like a very sophisticated lunch because it's like Dorset's like well to do, isn't it? And this man, he wasn't even a bus guy. He was employed by one of the bars. He wasn't even close to the restaurant that I was at. He was halfway down the street. His amp was so high. And it was such an easy-going, mellow Sunday afternoon vibe. He cranked his amp so high it sounded like he was just in the restaurant. And he, but and the songs he chose, and I said, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> on a Sunday, and he's got that kind of raspy rock and roll voice, like so raspy. I feel like I should have had a fucking singing. maga hat on. Yeah. Come on now, sing along. He's from fucking Pool. He's from Bournemouth. He's got like an American accent. And he was just and there and he just growling all of these really shouty like <laughs> like shouty songs. Zombie. <laughs> like like all this where you're bellowing. And then all of a sudden he just broke into That's life. <laughs> Put his guitar down and started like swatting around the audience like all blue eyes and just go and do this full sonata. Rap. Um then he swinging around lampposts and and then he went, I couldn't believe what was happening. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. What a mm. deranged man. It's a mad gig for a restaurant. Though. It's a mad gig. Because it, was, it wasn't even in the restaurant, it was like to the street. Oh. But it was like, he, he was performing it as loud <laughs> and as big, like it was in a Glastonbury. But like, this is a little quiet street in a Dorset marina, where people are just like having a bit of antipasti <laughs> and a glass of Chardonnay. You've got to play for the gig you want. You know yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's really true, play for the gig you want. <laughs> 
Okay, so we'll do a review next time. Yeah, because we're going to pra- I'm going to practice it, and so are you. Okay. Why the fuck not? I feel mental. I may as well do something that's going to actually have an active thing. I want to see it in the group chat every day. Yeah. Okay. Three gratitudes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's great. I am grateful for tracksuit bottoms. I sort of made it up about you and my partner, but tracksuit bottoms. Now I am grateful. <laughs> I'm only kidding, and that's why I'm grateful for laughter. <laughs> 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 Plugging at the end of this plug-in for me Edinburgh show, which is in the Pleasants, at around the half seven mark every day through August. Haven't even checked the actual time. It's in Pleasants, Bunga One. Seven thirty, aren't you? I think it's either seven twenty-five or seven thirty-five. Come for twenty-five, and then you know <laughs> that way all base is covered. Oh, I can't keep looking at this phone all the time. <laughs> 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 and I am on the 23rd to the 27th at the Monkey. Oh, I was on, on them. There you are. Yeah, yeah. I'm at the Tron on the 23rd <laughs> and then Hive 2 on the 24th, 25th, 26th, 27th. If anyone listens who is of a London persuasion, I've got to preview a top secret comedy in London on Wednesday, the 7th of June. Please do come down. I'm in the capital city of the UK, <laughs> United Kingdom. Um, and I'm in the capital city, London. Yeah, man. Or as the Romans call it, Londonium. And <laughs> I'll be a top secret comedy club with me preview of me show. And I'll be there. And yeah. come to, please come to it. Or don't, but no, do, do. Definitely do. This is a, this is a promotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right then, shall we wrap up? I don't even have a, a, one bit of a show at the minute. I have nothing. Well, I don't even get me started about everything. I'm just, it's all a big jumble in my head. But my least... head is a jumble. Jumble. <laughs> my head is a jumble. Never mind. Hello, thanks for listening. That was nice of you. If you'd like to get in touch with suggestions or stories, uh, please do make me better pod at gmail.com. And if you would like to follow, oh, please follow on the socials. We are on make me better pod uh, at make me better pod on all of them. Thank you.